Welcome to The Handy Show, everybody. I am Tyler Henderson, and you are listening to The Handy Show. Let's get right into the sports action. It is Saturday, which means that we had college football. Um, let's start it out. Uh, going one by one, we'll start with number one, Alabama. Alabama beat Arkansas. Um, I wasn't really surprised, as nobody. They won 52-3. to Um Alabama's offense is the best offense in college football. There is no doubt about that. Defensively, they have a top three defense in college football. All they do is get the job done, and they do it every single time. And I know Arkansas is not a good team, but you got to applaud that Alabama only gives up three points, and then they put up 52. They never let off the the gas pedal. They never put in the second string when they're up by 40. They continue to try to put up points until the clock strikes zero. Um, that SEC championship next week is going to be an amazing game. Alabama finishes 10-0, and and they finish undefeated in SEC play for the third time in five years. Of course, last year they didn't because of the injury of Tua and um, the fact that they weren't prepared for something like that, and Mac Jones wasn't really prepared to be a starting quarterback. Um, Mac Jones, in my opinion, is the, is a top three finalist. For the Heisman, I think it's between him, Kyle Trask of Florida, and Breesy Hall um, of Iowa State, the running back. I think Mac Jones, in my opinion, is the number two guy. Kyle Trask is number one. Um, but Alabama as a whole, they're easily the national championship front runner. That's why they're number one, one and that's where they go. Um, Notre Dame did not play. Neither did Clemson. Ohio State also did not play because their game got canceled versus Michigan. Um that game would have been a beating. We all know it would have been a beating. Um, I think Ohio State is so good that they had to change the rules in the Big Ten to let them in the Big Ten championship, even though they technically were ineligible because they didn't play enough games. Personally, I think that Ohio State is so good. Good. If they lose the Big Ten title game against Northwestern, then they shouldn't get in because I don't think Northwestern – it's very good. They're not the hottest team in the Big Ten West. That's Iowa, but we'll get to Iowa. Um, personally, I think Ohio State is so good. They're going to destroy Northwestern. Defensively is their only weakness, their defensive secondary. Um, they almost lost to Indiana because of it. But other than that, got no problem with them. So, Texas A&M also didn't play. Florida's currently playing LSU right now, so we can't really talk about that one. When... Um, but moving on to the list, Iowa State also didn't play. They're playing in the Big 12 championship game. And uh, Cincinnati also didn't play. Their game got canceled due to COVID. But a lot of games got canceled. We'll just move into the Big 10. And uh, we'll start it off with um, the first game. Michigan State versus Penn State. State. These are two teams that had two wins coming in. 2-4 um, and four versus 2-5. and five. Penn State was hot coming in, though. Um, and that was the big thing. They started the season 0-5, but they rattled off two wins after it. Um, and and Penn State, honestly, if they could have played how they – they won 39-24 against Michigan State. If they could have played how they played in, this fi- in the final three games of the season all season, they'd be 8-0. I know because they won three games, but they played so well. They had a little bit of QB competition. If you, if you roll with two quarterbacks during the season – it doesn't work out. Same thing happened in Nebraska. We'll get to Nebraska. You cannot roll with two quarterbacks and keep interchanging them in and out. When Penn State was 0-5, they were rolling Sean Clifford and Will Levis all season. 
Wisconsin. They kept switching them, and it didn't work. Nebraska kept doing it with Adrian Martinez and Luke McCaffrey, who is the younger brother of Christian McCaffrey for the Panthers. You can't keep doing it. It, it doesn't work because then your offense gets all mixed up because you have to play to their strengths. But if your strength as an offense is your deep threat team, but your quarterback's not a deep ball quarterback, he's more of a, I can hit 20 yards um, over the middle, then you can't roll with that deep ball and everything gets really confused. Personally, Penn State, um, they won with ease. They won by 15. They had a punt return touchdown was their, their big highlight of the game. Uh, Sean Clifford played so good. Good. I think Penn State um, on championship Saturday, because obviously they're not playing for the championship, but every team plays against their counterpart. So they'll be sitting, sitting as the, uh, as the four seed, or they are sitting as the, sorry, excuse me. They will be sitting as the five seed or no, the four seed in the Big Ten East, so they'll play whoever's the four seed on the Big Ten West side. Uh, moving on, Big Ten West football, we had Minnesota-Nebraska. Minnesota won 24-17. Nebraska's so bad. Nebraska is so bad. Nebraska started Adrian Martinez. In my opinion, he's the right quarterback. I don't think Luke, I don't see the hype for Luke McCaffrey. I understand he can run the football, but that's not a quarterback. Back. And eventually, against a team like Minnesota, a good defensive team. Minnesota really picked it up in the last three weeks, or the last three games, games defensively. And all they do is play defense now. They don't really do that much on the offensive side. They just do defense. And that's how they win. They score their points, they play the defense, and they get out of there. Personally, Adrian Martinez has to throw the ball better. Or, um, Adrian Martinez kept cracking and cracking under pressure. Third down and fourth. Third down and six. You got to complete those passes. And he wasn't completing those passes. And that's the reason that they keep losing. They finish the year two and five. They are easily the worst team in the Big Ten West. I believe that they'll be playing Michigan State on uh, Championship Saturday. Except they're not playing for a championship. Um, they're so bad. Um, I personally think that Nebraska is the worst uh, Big Ten team. I think that Michigan State is better than them. I will pick Michigan State in that game. Really bad. Then we had uh, Maryland and Rutgers. Rutgers beat Maryland 27-24. That was an upset. Now, um, Maryland was playing without uh, Tolua Tagovailoa. Tolua. It's something Tagovailoa. It's Tua's younger brother. I think it's Tolua. What, like Tua, Tua's name, but it's Tolua. They were playing without him. He's their star quarterback. He's the reason that they had those two, that they started the year two and two. I think Maryland football is going in the right direction. They lost um, 27-24 in overtime to Rutgers. I also think that Rutgers is going in the right direction. And finally, because Maryland and Rutgers in basketball are really good, really good. They always put up a good run. Like last year and even this year, Maryland, they're going to be okay. Rutgers is going to be highly competitive. They're a top 25 team. But in football, they've both always been really bad. And I'm glad to see that Rutgers and Maryland are competing. They're the three and the four in uh, the Big Ten East right now, which obviously you want to be higher. You want to be, be two. You want to be one. But you take what you can get in small bunches. They're both going in the right direction. That game was uh, very fun to see and see how it ended. Um, Maryland, or er, yeah, Maryland missed 
um, the field goal goal in overtime to tie it and go to double overtime, and that's how they lost 27-24. Then moving uh, moving along the lines, we had Iowa-Wisconsin, number 16 Iowa, uh, playing at home, trying to get the Heartland Trophy for the first time since 2015. Um, the game was so boring. Early on, it was three. No, it was six nothing at the half. It was so boring. Um, second half, though, it, the main things I would say about the first half before I go to the second half is Iowa's offense started good early because they um, they could one play off their defense. Iowa's defense was the player of the game easily, and um, that's what they did. They played off of what they did. Defensively, they'd get a stop on defense. Offense would come out. All right, we're going to run the ball. Now, it was snowing. It's currently we got a bunch of snow, and it was snowing even harder down in Iowa City. And Iowa doesn't, that doesn't phase Iowa, and that doesn't phase Wisconsin. They're from the Midwest. That's all it does in the Midwest in the winter. It snows like a motherfucker. Um, but that's all they did, and they got the job done. Um, and that's all there was to it. In the first half, six nothing, two field goals from Keith Duncan, uh, come out in the second half. And I will admit, Wisconsin had me scared in the first drive of the second half because they were finally hitting the rhythm. They weren't letting um, the snow affect them. They came out, they ran the ball, they threw the ball, ball. But then they made some costly mistakes. Just had to punt it away, um, and then Iowa capitalized uh, with a touchdown. Down and going for go for two, going up fourteen nothing. Then Wisconsin punches in a rushing touchdown, making it fourteen to seven. Um, then um, Iowa drives down the field a few possessions later, not the next position. A few possessions later, and Amir Smith Marset wide open, and makes the catch, going in for the touchdown. Tries to be cool, does to do a flip. One, the hang time on the flip. 10 out of 10. If you haven't seen it, go find a clip of it. But 10 out of 10 hang time. Now, he didn't land the flip. He fell on his back. I didn't think anything of it, but Amir Smith-Marset went down with an injury to his ankle. He came out uh, late in the second half with a boot. Um, They fear that he might not be able to play next Saturday or even practice, let alone practice this week. That's not good. That is the superstar Wide receiver of the Big Ten, he's easily, this season, and even last season, been probably the most explosive player in the Big Ten. Him or Alave from Ohio State in wide receiver terms. Or Fillier or, or Ty Freifogel of Indiana. It's been one of those four, whoever you choose. They all do the same thing. They all catch the ball. They all make plays. Um, personally, just going for the touchdown. I hate when people do it. Some pe- Tyreek Hill, too. Well, when Tyreek Hill went up um, for the backflip against the Broncos, you get flagged for it, too. Excessive celebration. But when, as soon as Iowa went up 21-7, and then they got a pick, Jack Campbell coming up with a pick, it was over. But Tyler Goodson had to run a 75-yard touchdown in there just to run it in the face. Uh, Iowa won 28-7. Um, personally, Iowa... If they wouldn't have dropped the game to Northwestern or the game to Purdue, Iowa would be a one. They'd be a top ten team. Two, they'd be in the conversation for the playoff. Three, they probably would beat Ohio State. I think defensively they're better than Ohio State. Offensively, it'd be tough. 
but the defense is just so good that they could have handled Ohio State. I think it would be better to see Iowa-Ohio State than Northwestern Ohio State. But that's fine. Fine because you get you live and you learn. You live and you learn. Um the the next um game uh I guess we're talking about is North Carolina Miami, seventeen versus ten. Ted, whoever uh won the game would punch a spot um in the or punch a conversation spot for the Orange Bowl. Well, depending on who won. If Miami won, they were guaranteed a spot in the Orange Bowl. Well, if North Carolina won, then uh, they would more than likely be getting in the Orange Bowl. I thought that Miami was going to win the game. I didn't think North Carolina was that good. Mac Brown is such a good coach for North Carolina, but I did not think that it was going to be that uh, big of a beating. Um, North Carolina won 62-26. to 26. Now, personally, the thing with Miami that I, I keep coming back to is big game, they stutter. Big games, they stutter. They play, Remember when they played Louisville at the beginning of the season? They crashed and burned. They won. But offensively, they did almost nothing. Their defense bailed them out. They won 31-16. Clemson, midway through, they stuttered. And almost, it felt like nothing went right for them. For them. They lost. This is their next biggest game. North Carolina. Their defense sucked. 62 points given up for a top 10 team. That's almost never happened before. Before. I've seen, you know, 50. I've seen 40 for a top 10 team to give up. I've seen that. I have never once seen a top 10 team give up 62 points. That's that's a huge embarrassment. Because Miami was, they weren't getting in the in the ACC championship starting set, but Miami's trying to set this new standard of we're back. No, we had that team a few years ago um, with Mark or Mark Richt at coach, and it didn't work out. They dropped games that they didn't need to lose, um, but they're trying to set this new standard, and it never works. Except Miami, they are they are no longer the powerhouse of the ACC. Move over, Notre Dame. I hope Notre Dame stays in the ACC for next season. I hope that they don't go back to the independent because putting Notre Dame in the ACC is probably the best thing that could have happened to the ACC. Brings ACC football back. Clemson, same thing. Clemson is so good. North Carolina is good. Um, Miami is just the number 10 team in the country, even though they're not. 62 points against a team that you're seven spots better than. I get North Carolina is good. North Carolina's played in good games. They almost beat um, uh, uh, Notre Dame. And, you know, in the game against Clemson, they lost, but they competed. Yeah, you know. But you can't, My in Miami's case, you can't let that happen. And that's an embarrassment. That's really about it for college football. Uh, college basketball, there's a game on right now that I would say people should be, be watching. Number six, Illinois versus Missouri. Missouri's unranked, um, but that's that's not stopping them. They, Missouri is a, is a good basketball team, and they tend to get the job uh, done when they need to get the job um, done. They're up 13 right now. My aunt, or Missouri is. It's 69-56, nine minutes to go in the game. Uh, this is probably Illinois' biggest out-of-conference challenge 
outside of Baylor. Duke, like I said in the last uh, show, Duke's not a challenge, but Missouri is. Missouri is sneaky in that SEC. They're an underdog pick, especially with Kentucky starting one and four. They could be the sneaky pick for the SEC. Missouri, watch out for them. They're going to be so good. They shoot the ball. Uh, we had game, we we had a, a little bit a couple rivalry games yesterday. Um, we talked about Creighton, or we had we didn't talk about Creighton, but Creighton Nebraska ninety eight seventy four Creighton one. Not a surprise. So, uh, Nebraska is so bad at basketball, but they were never supposed to be good. So that's not a tracker. Iowa number three team in the country. She played and they won one hundred five seventy seven against Iowa State. Iowa State. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about Iowa State before I talk about Iowa. Iowa State to me is a is is an underrated team in the Big Twelve. They're not going to be a top twenty five team, I don't, unless they beat the right opponent, unless they beat the right teams. Now Baylor, Texas, and um, and uh, Kansas are the clear favorites. I'd put Iowa State fourth. Oklahoma State, they're the uh, you know they got Cade Cunningham, but outside of him. They don't really have much. They're going to drop early. TCU, nah. Not really exciting. West Virginia is pretty good, though. They're probably in that top four. I didn't really think about them. Um, so they're probably in that top four. But then you have to include Iowa State. Iowa State may not beat any of those teams this year. I don't expect Iowa State to make the tournament or anything like that. I expect Iowa to be good. Or Iowa State. I was trying to say Iowa State. Sorry. I expect Iowa State to be pretty competitive. If, I don't think they'll get blown out in a lot of those games. They, 77 points against the number three team in the country. When you are not a top 25 team, you're not even a top 30, you're not a top 50 team in the country. You just lost to San Diego, or San Diego, South Dakota State. Can't be losing that game. Um, you, you're not usually expected to do that well. But Iowa State, they had nothing to lose. They gained the lead for... Short while, 32-29, was, and then they didn't own the lead. Um, they have good players. They have good shooters. That's what I will say about them. And that's all they do. They can put you on the perimeter, and they can shoot the daylights out of that basketball. And that's that's really all they do. Um, and then moving to Iowa, well, again, I've said it. I know Iowa is ranked third, but they're the second-best team in college basketball. I said it in the last show, and I won't really touch on that. Um, Iowa played so well. Mainly Luka Garza. Luka Garza, 34 points. He only had nine points in the first half because he had two fouls. Um, I think that could be the main thing thing that could stop Luka. Luka's not really a foul person. Last year, he averaged 1.3 fouls a game. He never had a game where he fouled out. He never had a game where he had four foul, fouls. The highest he had last year was three and this year, the highest he had was three. That was against Iowa State yet last night. Uh, the only thing about Luka that scares me the most is can teams get him in foul trouble? Well, specifically offensive fouls, Luka is known as the post guy, is, is a post player. He's a power forward. He's not a center in the NBA. But yeah, he has to learn to be more physical, which he is. But that's without... without Committing stupid fouls, elbows uh, to people, um, push-offs with with the shoulder or, uh, or with the head, um, you know, getting tangled up under the basket trying to get the position. 
action. Those are the main things. Um, for Luca, that's what that's how he got in foul trouble against Iowa State. They were forcing him to to get really frustrated with himself, and, and that's that's what ultimately ended up um, being being his downfall fall in the first half because he got in so much foul trouble. Um, but then in the second half, committed one foul, went to the bench for a little bit, bit uh, in the game. But Luca comes out one thirteen to fourteen. Um, and six of seven from three. It's, that's a lot of threes. All he does is shoot the ball well from the perimeter. He doesn't usually miss the perimeter shot, and he's not going to take it if he's not going to feel it. But yeah, he misses. Everybody does. To me, Luca's the clear cut favorite. Just seeing the games early. Uh, again, you have to see conference play. That's the only way you can tell how good a player is, is when they play the, the dog fights of their conference. When Luca's playing uh, Kofi Coburn and Bionis Philly from Illinois, right? When he's going up against the seven footer foot uh, guy from Purdue, when he's playing, um, you know, when he's playing playing the, those chippy guys from Penn State. When he's playing the big guys uh, from Michigan State, when he's playing Reavers and Potter from Wisconsin, that's the only way you're going to tell if Luca's legit. Now I think Luca is legit, and he doesn't have to always score 30 points uh, against North Carolina. He had 16 and 14, and that was fine because he got the job done, and he didn't have to score the whole team points. Um, there is big basketball tomorrow, as well as NFL games. I'm not going to really touch on NFL football here. Here, I'm going to touch on that in tomorrow's show, right before the games. I'm going to make predictions on games games and what I think. Um, But there is college basketball tomorrow. Two ranked versus ranked games uh, tomorrow, which starts off with um, at 11, or excuse me, at noon central time. uh, Number 19, Richmond plays number 11, West Virginia. I think West Virginia will handle Richmond. I know Richmond uh, beat uh, Kentucky, and I know Richmond is a pretty good team. But West Virginia, in my opinion, is a Sweet 16-style team. They're so good, they won't lose that game. And then at 2 o'clock, uh, number 13, Texas, versus number 2, Baylor. I'm Give me Texas. This is in that one. I'm going upset for that one. Because um, I, I know that Baylor beat Illinois by strict good defense. But... I think that Texas can can space them out and can get the job done there um, as a whole. Um, Iowa also plays at, at 1 o'clock against Northern Illinois. It's not a big game because Northern is 0-4, Iowa 5-0. Iowa won't lose that game. That's a cakewalk game, which then sets up to the big game uh, next Sunday against – or excuse me, next Saturday – uh, which is against Gonzaga number one versus who I believe will be number two at that time, time Iowa, because I think Baylor will lose by that time. Now, who they lose to, I don't really know. Oh, I uh, again, I'm going out on a limb and saying that it's not going to be Tarleton State on Tuesday. It will more than likely have to be Texas. And if they don't, then they will remain number two. And I will more than likely remain number three. But that's that's what I'm going with. That's more than likely going to wrap this show up. Um, yeah.
course, good, good Saturday uh, action of football, and we had a good action of uh, uh, basketball today. Catch the end of the game of Missouri-Illinois. If you're seeing this as soon as it goes up, up that game might be still on. That's the game I'm going to catch. I'm going to see you guys later. I'll see you guys uh, in the next one. Thank you so much for listening to the Hyundai Show. I am the number one person if you want opinions on sports. Thank you so much for listening. I'm out.